So I appreciate you being here. Please let the people know who you are and what you do as a quick intro. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for having me. My name's Mike Mamola. I am uh, an entrepreneur, an attorney, uh, angel investor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So keep it interesting and keep it busy. Beautiful. Um, I want to talk about the sort of inspiration behind um, kind of the pivot to providing value to other people. You know, you uh, I'm not familiar with your journey, but if we could talk about the early days of your journey and then now when you're doing so many things and providing value to other people. Yeah, sure. So, you know, the very early days growing up, grew up single mother, uh, one sister, mom worked three jobs, no father. So, you know, grew up pretty quickly and uh, not with a lot by any stretch of the imagination. We had very, very little. And um, somehow found my way through school and college and ultimately through certain decisions and experiences in life, decided I wanted to go to law school. Uh, I had always wanted to help people. I had always been helping people however I could in one way or another. And just going to law school seemed like the next logical evolutionary step of that. So I uh, went to law school in New York City and St. John's and um, graduated, came out, opened a law firm 18 years ago. And uh, that firm is still thriving. It's grown since then significantly in terms of number of attorneys and, and staff and others. And um, after I had the opportunity to do that, that gave me the opportunity to start meeting some really interesting people that were doing some really interesting things. And um, about 12 years ago, I started endeavoring into other entrepreneurial ventures, opening various companies, uh, some very, very successful, some not successful, the ones not successful, better learning experiences than the others probably. Um, but ultimately about 10 years ago, uh, I started to embark on a completely different journey because I had a realization that, you know, I had, I had done everything that I was told would make me successful. I'd gone to school, I'd become a lawyer, made a lot of money at houses, beach houses, cars, boats, blah, blah, blah. And I found myself laying on my couch in this big, beautiful dream home that my wife and I built, looking up at the 24 foot ceilings, saying, I'm not happy. Something's missing. And for me, like that was it, something, it just really shifted the entire way that I saw life. And so I went on this journey and the journey became very spiritual in nature. And I started, I started learning all of the things I'd never learned. I started studying with people I'd never studied with. I, I wanted to really explore all of the things that I had never been exposed to because I said, wait a minute, I did all of these things that were supposed to make me quote unquote successful, plenty of money in the bank, plenty of material things. Right. Why do I not feel completely fulfilled? Why am I, why don't I have this exuberance, this overabundance of joy? And I found out now after this journey over the last 10 years or so, that that's one small part of it, right? That monetary, financial, professional success is really, really important, but it's one small part of it. And so I went into, like I said, a lot of different things. I began meditating, changed my diet, changed the people that I was doing things with. I went and I got some uh, mentors. I'd never done that. And I started working with them. And, and ultimately I became a mentor and a coach and opened various other businesses and all of that. 
uh, has led me to where I am today with the company that I have, which is an incredible company that gives me the opportunity to work with startups and early stage companies and others in various industries, tech and sports, esports, business, finance, entertainment. Um, and all of that came from this rewiring of my DNA, this kind of like really critical self-evaluation of where I was in my life and where I wanted to be. Because I think that I reached a point in my life that a lot of people might have said, okay, you have all of this, you should be happy, this is it. And, and mm -hmm. I was willing to accept that I wasn't. And I was willing to go out there and figure out why I wasn't to make the change to get me to that next plateau. And that's what brought me where I am today. That's what introduced me to amazing people like you and gives me the opportunity to speak to people around the world and do a lot of great things. It's awesome. Um, do you think in retrospect, you could have incorporated some of the newly learned elements, um, even while you were pursuing, you know, success as a lawyer? Or do you think that time in your life had to go the way it went? Interesting question. Yeah, I think I could have. I don't know that I would have been as successful. I might have, you know, I might have tried meditating and then fallen off. I might have tried changing my diet to primarily uh, plant based or vegetarian and then fallen off. But I think at least if I would have had um, been experienced or at least uh, been exposed to those things, it might have made some slight differences along the way. I think I had to go through what I've gone through to get here. That's part of that hero's journey um, right. that brings you full circle. And so, so I, in large part, I think I had to, but I think it, there could have been benefits along the way that helped me if I had these tools. And that's, you know, when I go out and I speak, that's a big part of it is introducing people to these tools that, that I was never exposed to, quite frankly. Right. And um, I can kind of relate to, you know, not prioritizing, uh, let's say, meditation or feeling like incorporating some of those elements is even valuable when you're sort of younger and you're trying to chase after it or go after it, you know, you can live without sleeping eight hours a day and you can just really go the entire day without eating if you want. Like yeah. it, it becomes, it doesn't enter, it doesn't hold the same amount of weight as it maybe does after you've achieved um, success and you realize that, or the monetary gains and, you know, the, the accolades that we value as a society you realize that this next sort of layer unlocks a whole nother, um, you know, um, version of success. Yeah. Yeah. The true, the true version. Mm -hmm. And that was part of it. You know, I went, I went on a, uh, I went on a really exciting business uh, trip and I was with people who have an extraordinary amount of money, extraordinary, all of them, uh, billionaires. And I listened to them talk. And I sat at the table with them and we went through things and back and forth. And, you know, in the next couple of days, as we began speaking, they, they would come over and we would talk more and more. They were like, I want more of what you have, you, you know, and, and it's like, oh, what you should have everything that you want. And, and those subtle reminders that it's, it's, it's really important to make a lot of money. I get it. But there are also things that can exponentially increase the value and the quality of your life that most of us don't focus on it. It is health. Like, what did they say? The, the, the healthy person wants a million different things. And now uh, the healthy person wants a billion things. The unhealthy person only wants one thing. And so when you start to, and I, by health, I mean, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and financial. It's all part of it. It's like a hand. They're all different fingers. Right. And that's the way it works. When all of the fingers, the hand doesn't work right if all the fingers aren't working. And so many of us just focus on one, whichever one it is. 
Um, so for me to realize that these things all work in harmony with each other, like you said, it just unlocked the, the treasure trove to, to really making life what it should be. Absolutely. But I also see it from the other perspective where if you don't have your primary needs met, you know, if you're struggling and you're stressing about bills and how you're going to be able to make money, you don't really even think about meditation or unlocking this next step. Um, and which is why I asked if in retrospect, you would incorporate some elements because maybe we could talk about how a person that's in that sort of cycle and doesn't have the luxury to um, explore these other avenues, how they could sort of incorporate some elements that you've learned through your journey. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. And I agree with you hundred percent. It's tough if you don't have the, the basic necessary things. Um, and it, and it comes from, it does, you know, that growth comes from pain. It's a, it's a caterpillar that thinks it's dying before it turns into the butterfly, right? And as long as you're willing to acknowledge that this won't kill me, then you can get through it. So some of those tools, one of the biggest ones, there's a great book by Michael Singer called The Surrender Experiment. I don't know if you're familiar with it. And then there's another one that's by Charles uh, Hawkins, which is Letting Go. And, and so much of our lives we think that we're in control. It's that ego. We're in control. I'm going to do this and I'm going to graduate or I'm going to make this. I'm going to have a billion dollars and look at my jet and look at my Lamborghini. I'm going to do all this. And when you stop for a minute and you realize like this ear was created without me having anything to do with it. And these eyes were created without me having anything to do with it. And so much of who I perceive myself to be all took place on its own. There's something bigger and better happening. So if we can step out of our own ways and we can allow our egos to be checked at the door for just a few minutes and sit down with the fear because the ego tries to block out the fear, right? And if we're able to sit down with that fear that I don't have enough, like I can't pay my bills, I don't know if I'll have enough to feed my kids at the end of the week. That's a real fear. But when you can sit down and really process that and think about it and start to meditate on it or start to think about it, start to talk to other people that might be able, and that's why I went to others who might have the answers that, that I didn't have to help get you there. Because you start to realize that, that it's all frequency, it's all energy. And if you can slowly start to increase your frequency, slowly start to increase the vibration, getting higher and higher out of the negative spaces into the positive spaces, you start to recognize different things are happening in your life. Like, wow. Um, maybe I will be able to do that. Where did that deal come from? How did this person come into my life? It starts right. happening like through the universe. It just starts happening. It starts with us and it ends with us, but it happens through us. And, and so we have to allow it. And I think so many people get in their own ways by getting locked into the conscious mind of what has to be done right now. When you can stop and you can breathe and you can relax and you can start thinking, whether it's meditating or just breathing and letting life happen through you, you start to see things happen the way that they're supposed to. And it's really hard at times to understand like, man, this is really painful right now. Um, but there's a lesson on the other side of it. Um, that gives you the, that gives you that breath that you need to get to that next step, that next day to say, this is going to be okay. So that's one of the biggest things for me. It was letting go, it was surrendering to whatever this higher power is that you have, whatever the universe is to yourself, your God, your religion, whatever it might be, recognizing that there's a dance going on. You're part of it, but you're not all of it. And so I think when you allow yourself to do that, you start becoming a better dancer in life. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's really fascinating. Like we don't have to be a slave to just one perspective. Right. You can switch a different, you can switch your perspective and view things um, for what they are. Um, and 
you know, just studying about space and the universe will humble anybody. You know, you forget about your ego when you realize how massive this is and how we know nothing about it. But um, I want to talk about the sort of introductory step or stage one in your journey. You know, what was that like for you? And what was that transition like for you? At first, it was scary. It was embarrassing because I came from the corporate world. And so when I started taking these new steps, you know, meditation, spirituality, uh, different diet, you, you know, people around me, they're not used to this. And, and so, you know, they, they make fun or they laugh and say, what are you doing? Like, what's the matter with you? And I myself was probably that person years ago. I make a joke. I say, if you told me 10 years ago that I'd be meditating today, I would have spit beer through my nose laughing at you. Like that's the 10 year old version of, of myself. Right. Now I'm the guy that's telling people I spoke in front of a group of you know 400 lawyers and judges and politicians and everybody else and impressed upon them the importance and the effect that it's had on my life. So much so that for months later, I would encounter you know, people throughout the community and they would say, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So for me, early on, it was scary because I didn't know where it was gonna lead, but that goes back to that letting go. Very scary saying, I don't know what's in store for me, but it's kind of exciting. It's really liberating. It's a little scary, but I'm willing to take this journey. So that's the first one. And that, you know, our, that is, I think, one of the most important things that we can identify in this conversation, it's, it's fear. And it's what we do with it or what we do as a result of it. And it's the biggest dream killer, right? We don't, we don't take chances because we're afraid of failing. We're afraid of people making fun of us. Whatever those fears are, it's easier to stay here. This is comfortable. I know this place and I'm going to do this because, because it's safe. But it's, you know, you, you know, the adage, it's all over the internet, like life begins outside of your comfort zone. Mm. And so if you're willing to take those steps, then you start to th see things start to happen. So for me, that was the first part. It was, it was that uncertainty, that being afraid, but that willingness to embrace it and take the next step each day. 